killed the prison doctor and drove out the front gate. For two FBI agents, finding their man means finding his girlfriend. So we find her, we find Lester, we find the money, right? Seems Jimmy's got a long-lost grandmother in Cartersville, Georgia. She's going to be here tomorrow afternoon. Now, if Big Mama's not here, then she's just going to leave, and we have no case. Don't worry. Big Mama be here. What the hell are you doing? I've gone undercover as Big Mama. That's an image that's going to keep me up tonight. Agent Malcolm Turner is going undercover. I thought you may have forgotten all about me. Oh, no. <laughs> Big Mama could never forget that ass. It ain't over. Let me tell you what I got. Oh, 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 oh. I was wrong. It just got serious. Till the fat lady sings. Welcome into a bonus edition of the Bad Movies Worst Opinions Podcast, where we believe that everybody has a favorite bad movie, and we only watch movies that are rated a 6.0 or less on IMDb. Today is a very special episode to celebrate Mother's Day. My actual mom is in here to watch Big Mama's House. Mom, how are you doing? I'm good. Hello. Are you excited to review Big Mama's House? No, but you're my baby, so I'm going to do it for you. All right. Big Mama's House (laughs) is a 5.2 on IMDb. The release date was June 2nd of 2000. You can watch this movie on HBO Max. The box office that week, Rob, was Mission Impossible 2. Better movie. Big Mama's House was number two. Shanghai Noon, Gladiator, and Road Trip. A very good 2000s box office for Big Mama's House. Outside of Shanghai Noon, every movie on the box office was better than Big Mama's House. This shows you the power of Martin Lawrence in 2000 because th- there's no reason that having watched this, you think, oh man, this is the second best movie upon release. You talk about the power of Martin Lawrence. Mom, this movie had a budget of $30 million, made $174 million at the box office. A hundred. This is peak now. I was probably Martin, the TV show is peak Martin Lawrence. Peak movie powers is I can do any movie I want. People are going to go see it. Movie was trash. I'm sorry. <laughs> so bad. But can this is the thing though? Can he do any movie now? Did we learn that he's like I can do any movie and make money? Because this movie is terrible. It made money, but it's terrible. Yeah, I mean they did Big Mama's House too, and it made 140 million dollars at the box office. Like Martin Lawrence just during this time, just he couldn't miss the plot. In order to protect a beautiful woman and her son from a robber, a male FBI agent disguises himself. As her large grandmother, the cast, Martin Lawrence is Malcolm Turner. Nia Long is Sherry Pierce. Paul Giamatti is Agent John Maxwell. I like Paul Giamatti in this movie. I thought he was a he very was, good. Nice comedic fun element. Terrence Howard was Lester Valesco, Sherry's ex-boyfriend. Anthony Anderson was Nolan, the dim-witted security guard. And Ella Mitchell played Big Mama, Hattie Mae Pierce. Sherry's grandmother. That was the cast for Big Mama's House. So we learned that Big Mama is actually a gospel singer. The woman that plays her for 30 years, she was the gospel singer, and she also did some Broadway work. This is her only movie, Big Mama's House. My condolences. <laughs> She's actually still alive. <laughs> She's still alive. She's I would say we, get a, uh, we get a cameo from uh, Octavia Spencer in this movie, too. Very cameo-ish, but she yeah. does pop up. There's a lot of people like that. I mean, Pam from uh, the Martin. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of the people. Yeah, I mean, she's not the only cameo, but there's a lot of cameos. In this. No, there, there are just a lot of... I mean, Sex the Entertainer has a cam- I mean, I guess he's a character, but it's cameo-ish. The movie randomly starts with Martin Lawrence and Paul Giamatti breaking up an illegal Chinese gambling dog fighting ring. Y'all ain't never heard of Soul Korea? I had completely forgotten this is how the movie started. So did I. Um, there was so much wrong with it, but I think that was probably the worst part of him just 
tearing off the face and all of a sudden these features and everybody's like freaking out. I'm thinking, I mean, you could tell from that very beginning that there was going to be a bad movie. About 10 minutes after this scene, you could telegraph the whole movie. You could turn it off and be like, I know what happens. He's the makeup guy, apparently. That's his go-to move. He's going to become Big Mama, and he's going to find the bank robber. It's a matter of five minutes later, we find out who the bad guy is. You could have turned it off. You knew what's coming. Nia Long sees Lester on television and seeing that he has escaped from jail, and it's time for Nia Long and her son Trent to get out of town. They get out of town just in the nick of time is Lester. Lester was a very good shadowy figure in this Mm -hmm. movie. For the first hour and 15 minutes, he was always a step too slow, though. He would always be there just a little bit behind wherever Nia Long and her son were. And it just seems like Terrence Howard's always like the same character in every movie, except for this one. I don't think he actually started crying like he has in all the others but he's definitely always the same character he also didn't do much acting this one it seems like every scene he's like had like three lines where he's like oh he has a prescription i'll go to georgia end of scene (laughs) you're like okay he did three minutes how many lines do you think that terrence howard had in this movie under a page maybe a page yeah he maybe says 20 lines in this entire movie okay how about the worst scene that he had though with the guy when he was buying the gun supposed to be 200 gave him 100 dollars. i like that scene did you like that scene <laughs> yeah. okay so how does a guy that sells guns afraid to use a gun i don't even understand that help me understand the whole that's a, that's a great question also he seemed to have a for a cop he seemed to have a lot of back alley you know connections and then for some reason no one knew this guy was a hardened criminal until he showed up and bought that gun i hated that there's a lot about this movie i really did not like i'm not gonna lie to you guys yeah. so we we get briefed on the case and it's off to carterville georgia for a stakeout. Paul meets all the old lady neighbors while Martin sneaks in to install surveillance cameras inside Big Mama's house. Now, I'm not here to preserve the Constitution, but this certainly <laughs> seems like an illegal search and seizure. They went in that woman's house four or five times to put up cameras with no warrant. At no point do we get a warrant to do this to Big Mama's house. Big Mama, they have nothing to do with this. Why is her house being tapped? Also, in this scene, we had to get cameras all over the house, but we never thought to tap the phone. Like, you didn't think that maybe Nia Long would call before she just show up unannounced? No, you're right. It is very constitutionally illegal, but you could tap her phone because she's in theory a person of interest but nope we don't do that we get cameras everywhere i mean it wasn't even like really like they had cameras on the outside of the house they had multiple they had in the smoke detector in the fish i mean they had seven eight cameras like who was who was big mama supposed to be is she avon barksdale why is there so much surveillance on this woman she was a whole lot of woman so maybe that was why we also get that scene here where martin's hiding in the shower and it's just wildly uncomfortable the whole thing that was a nasty scene I fast forward. That's the only part of the movie I fast forward. I didn't need to see that scene again. I knew what was going to happen. I didn't need to see that again. The early 2000s, Mom, they just love fart jokes. There is something about fart and poop jokes that early 2000s comedy just loved. Yeah, I agree. It was egregious. (laughs) Big Mama has to leave town for an emergency, and this is the break that our pair needs. A Sherry calls to see if she can stay with her long-lost grandmother. Well, Big Mama's not there. What's going to happen? Martin pretends to be Big Mama, and now the movie is off and running. I know it's been a long time since we've talked, but I really do love you and, and miss you very much. Ooh, praise the Lord, is my baby Sherry. I'm going to the movie's over because we now know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to give you the fun fact. Same person that did the makeup for Big Mama's house is the person from 
Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, well, Robin Williams' makeup looked a lot better, I would say. I don't know. By the way, I'll double down your fun facts. At one point during filming, when Martin Lawrence was in the Big Mama fat suit, he fell into a three-day coma from heat exhaustion. <laughs> this movie almost killed. We almost lost Martin Lawrence mm-hmm. because of Big Mama. They filmed house? in the summer in California, and he was in the fat suit. I don't know what scene it was, but the heat got to him. He passed out, fell into a three-day coma. When he came to, they then inserted cooling tubes into the fat suit. Oh. We almost, Martin Lawrence almost died Mm -hmm. for the filming of Big Mama's house. Jogging in in the fat suit almost killed him. Why is he running in this fat suit? I mean, I'm trying to think of scenes where he's running I guess around. It was basketball. He was basketball. He was playing basketball. Film, yeah. He was playing basketball, and he was like LeBron that game against the Spurs when they didn't have the air conditioning on. My goodness, I didn't know this. Big Mama cooks maybe the worst plate of food that I have ever seen. Meanwhile, Big Mama's boyfriend shows up and almost blows her cover. Is that her boyfriend? Because he's trying to be her I think boyfriend. He was trying to be. He was probably that sneaky link. That's mm-hmm. what it kind of seemed like. Mom, but I'm using words like that on this <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Meanwhile, Big Mama's boyfriend, suitor, slash gentleman caller shows up and almost blows her cover. But now, he just thirsty. Who the hell do you think you are? Coming up in here trying to put your nasty ass lips on me. Huh? I am not street booty. I will not be treated like street poontang. Ben, if you want to get with me... I mean, you will never get with me, understand? And even if I was interested, which I definitely am not, you'd be going about it completely the wrong way. Well, how am I supposed to go about it then? You don't come up in a woman's house and leave with your shaboink boy. No one realizes how different Big Mama looks. I not know. a single. This is a small town, a small community right. in Cartersville, Georgia. Mom, if somebody just played you tomorrow, <laughs> I would be like, no, that's not you. What is going on here? Nobody realizes that Martin looks drastically different. different. The big I can understand how Sherry doesn't know because Sherry doesn't see her all the time. And they, you know, like clearly they're estranged and Trent was a baby and yeah, now yeah. Trent's 13. You haven't seen Big Mama maybe in, in a decade or so. That boyfriend has been trying to get at her for years. You don't know that that he woman looks different. He said she looked different. He did say. He said you look different. By the way, no one noticed that. I mean, Martin Lawrence putting on a voice, but it's still a man pretending to be a woman. <laughs> at no point do we think, oh, her voice is dramatically different. She went from elderly woman to 35-year-old man <laughs> voice. It's different. You also would have to, I would guess that Martin Lawrence, like, let's say that this happened in real life. He'd have to shave his mustache. Like, he had, whenever he was Malcolm, he had a full-on mustache. Well, you could, it was kind of like above the lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he had the bad. prosthetic all the way over his face. Like, that film has flaws. <laughs> no, the film certainly has that, flaws. That's being generous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the film definitely has flaws. Lester finds out where Sherry and Trent are located by learning his prescription. And speaking of a medical situation, Big Mom is a midwife. What they need Crisco for? They use Crisco for everything down here. I breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. What the hell are you doing? Come on, Big Mama. I saw this in the movie once. Mama, I I think you should sterilize that. Is that sterilized? Oh, yeah. I use WD-40 and some easy awful. Big Mama, we not frying chicken. Big Mama and Sherry have a moment on the porch where she tries to get some information, but Sherry just isn't ready to talk yet. I like the midwife scene. I like the fact that 
Pam for Martin shows up. So, like, if you like that series, it's yeah. like, oh, Martin and Pam get to be in this scene together. And she's like, Big Mama, we ain't frying chicken. <laughs> and she's got the Crisco and the talk. I like the midwife scene. I thought it was yeah, funny. It's funny. funny. However, I would say the it's just lazy trope after lazy trope. All right, we're going to have a guy dress as a woman. What would be uncomfortable for a guy to do? Oh, he would no, have no idea how to do a, be a midwife. So let's put that in the script. Oh, he'd have no idea how to cook. So let's put that into the script. Yeah. He'd have no idea how to turn down a gentleman caller. Let's put that into the script. It's a funny moment. And you're right. We get the Pam cameo. Yeah. But, like, it just seemed like a lazy, hey, what would men not know how to do? I got it. Click, 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 click. Midwife. It just seemed jammed in there for no rhyme or reason. There was just something about we get introduced to Anthony Anderson's character. Paramedic. Nolan is a security guard at the lumber yard. Head security guard, all right? I got two men and three dogs working up under me. He also is uncomfortable with all of this. I thought this scene was funny, Mom. I thought it was funny, too. I mean, let's also... You know, we can't ignore the fact that the baby looked like it was six months old when it gave birth to her. Yeah, that, that adult came out of that woman. Yeah, that was a, yeah, a toddler that came out of her. She came out walking. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And, uh, so, yeah, I thought it was funny, too. I think what also distracted me was Octavia Spencer with these ponytails, and she's playing aside Pam, and we look at Octavia's, you know, the help and all the, the great things that she's done, but I think that the scene overall was very funny. I think that was actually the best scene of the movie. It doesn't make any sense for Malcolm's cover to get blown, and now Malcolm has to be himself and play Big Mama. Like, he wakes up, his mask isn't all right, he tries to sneak, and Jumps now, out the window, yeah. That's the one part, like, hold on, like, now, hold on, he's trying to catch her in the act of trying to steal and trying to be romantically involved with it. Like, come on, come on now. This is the exact moment where I thought to myself, I literally looked over, I was watching this with Caroline, and I thought to myself, I can turn this off right now because I know for a fact what's going to happen. He's going to fall in love with her as Malcolm. He's going to, as Mrs. Doubtfire, Big Mama, going to have to like, gonna like be like, try to find out to solve the crime. We're going to find out she's innocent. Here comes Terrence Howard, big standoff, big end, bada boom, bada bing. Everyone's happily ever after. At this moment, the minute he introduced himself as Malcolm, I was like, I know how it happens. I don't get to see the basketball scene if I turn it off, but I know the movie the minute this scene has happened. I think Malcolm was just trying to hit, but that's just... No, there, were, there, ain't no, there ain't no thing. He certainly was trying to do... From the moment he saw Nia Long get out yeah. of the car, he was trying to do the exact same thing. So Malcolm wakes up as Big Mama, but the mask is all messed up. The cover is blown. Sherry needs to go into town, and Big Mama just decides, I'm going to ride with you guys. Paul Giamatti again violates her Fourth Amendment right of illegal search and seizures and sneaks back into the house. Where's the warrant? I just keep writing this. How do they keep having the jurisdiction to go inside this woman's house? The FBI. <laughs> they just keep going in this woman's house. Also, real quick, on the, and not to get too deep into the legality here, is it normal protocol for the FBI to be like, yeah, we know she's guilty, we're going to get her? It seems like the entire movie, they're like, we know she was part of the crime, but she just skirted us. Let's catch her. They never were thinking like, okay, maybe she was innocent because she didn't go to prison and she could be a target. The entire film was based on the fact that we know she's guilty. Let's just get her. They never do any actual detective work at any no. point in the film. No. And it's crazy because you were just thinking like a real investigation. You would just bring Nia Long in for questioning right. and just ask her a bunch of questions and then go based off the answers that she gives to determine whether it was fact or true. You are right. Like they determine, hey, they're in a relationship. She worked at the bank. She must be involved. Well, let's try to entrap her, and hopefully we get him. 
the whole part about the investigation is this is also wrote down. The only people that see Big Mama are Sherry, Trent, and the boyfriend. They then go into town. <laughs> and she then sees her friends. Yes. And then she's about to go to the self-defense class. Not a single person in this town realizes, yo, you are not Big Mama. You are a completely different person masquerading as Big Mama. They complimented her on her weight loss. And he said she looked, her uh, side piece said she looked beautiful. And that was it. Then Big Mama went and played basketball. Well, that was <laughs> Big Malcolm puts a whooping on Anthony Anderson. <laughs> you know, oh, and they got at no, first. at no point in that film, uh, that scene, do they think, "Man, Big Mama, who we presume was not an elite self defender <laughs> at the time, is action hero for 15 minutes," yes. and no one had thought. And then her wig comes off. No one thinks, hey, something's weird. She went from just in this class to suddenly she could teach this class. She whooped that guy's ass. Like, <laughs> yes, she did. Like, if you went down to the self-defense class and, like, you know, an elderly woman was there and on Tuesday she was, like, struggling to defend herself. And then on Friday she was, you know, Steven Seagal. You might have some questions. <laughs> she, she was Steven Seagal and Kyrie Irving just in a span of about ten minutes. Like, mm-hmm. literally – she so we get the the karate class where Anthony Anderson is teaching self defense. The very next scene is the basketball. Like <laughs> there's the basketball no time scene. in the middle. It was just a hey, what ridiculous stuff can we get Martin Lawrence to do? And I think he actually pulls both of them off. Anthony Anderson was using that class to whoop up on old women. He was women. beating up old ladies. He was using that class to whoop up on. And Martin said, "Enough's enough. I'm sick of it. I'm gonna give you a dose of your own medicine." So the old ladies go to this self defense class taught by Anthony Anderson, the local sheriff, who takes great pleasure in beating up on these old women. Why don't you back that thing up and show me what you got? What you gonna do? Well, I'd say, uh, I got a size ten, and I'm about to cram it up his bony ass. What if that don't work? What if he decide he still want to get a little piece of that? Uh-huh. Big Mama goes Chuck Norris on the local sheriff, <laughs> much to the chagrin of these old ladies. Well, his wig comes off, and this is another spot where his cover can get blown. Nope. Every single person in here is wearing a wig. Now we get back to the house. Big Mama sees the Trent's a little bit down and tries to get some information from the kid. Trent is a vault, though. This is great parenting by Nia Long. Trent? Could have gave a lot of information there. Nah, we don't talk to strangers. Trent then comes clean about the other kids were picking on him at the park. So Big Mama goes down to the court to exact revenge. And Big Mama and Trent play a two-on-two game of basketball against the kids at the park. And Big Mama is a hooper. Well, y'all better get ready to sit down because you ain't going to last long once we get up here. Ain't that right, Trent? Oh, so Granny thinks you got game. Oh, yes, I got game. Got two words, too. I'm back. You're too fat to be balling. Say what? You look like a damn shaved bird. Look at you. Just fly your... You know what? Never mind, young man. I'm not even going to get into it with you. Man, he's rock. Didn't know I could catch that, huh? Back at you. Didn't know it was coming. Let's do that. No one is suspicious that Big Mama can dunk. Big Mama did a 360 (laughs) David Robinson Admiral dunk. This 65-year-old, 300-pound woman cannot have this athleticism. And didn't break a sweat. (laughs) (laughs) She literally did say it, but she became Uncle Drew, except for not Uncle, she's herself. There were plenty of telltale signs. And now we do get, at this point, Anthony Anderson spying from the road. He's the only person that seems to be like, something is amiss. This woman beat me up 20 minutes ago, and now she's hooping. Something's wrong. And apparently, I don't know if it's the next scene, but... 
he sneaks into the FBI house somehow, some way. The goofy security guard who can't do anything right breaks into an FBI safe house unbeknownst to them. That is insane to me. Before we get there, Sherry and Trent are going fishing and Malcolm tags along. How you doing, Sherry? Let me guess, you're here to empty out the septic tank. You got jokes. Uh, No, no. Actually, I was in the neighborhood. So I was just uh, stopping by. uh... Hey, Malcolm, you ever gone fishing? Malcolm says he is good in fishing. Mm. Malcolm is not good at fishing. Mom, is this a date? That's again, Malcolm trying to... Trying to get in there so he can hit. That was not a date. I think it's a date. Yeah, I think it's a date. I don't know. I think think she knows the date, too, because she's, like, playing all coy and, like, making fun of him and, like, kind of flirty on the boat. I think she knows the date. He's definitely trying to hit. Don't get me wrong. I think he's using it. I think it's a date with the intent to try to hit. I don't think it started as a date. No, because he wasn't invited. But when they are having the moment on the pier when it's just them and then he puts the blanket over and they have that intimate moment, that's when I think it shifts to romantic and that's when I think it becomes a date. Most people aren't who they say they are. Yeah, well, gotta trust somebody sometime when I start with me. And the moment where he does the firefly thing and like, he's like, oh, like he's like, he cares for Trent. He shows like, I, I can be a father type figure that I think the firefly moment, he's like, you got to be patient. And when you get, when you're patient, you get what you want. That's when I think she clicks for her. Like, this is a date. And I actually might have feelings for this person. And for him, that was all manipulation. Definitely. Which also seems illegal. How can Trent not catch lightning bugs? Lightning <laughs> bugs are so fast that you couldn't, you needed help. <laughs> He's 12. Right. He is. Like, I can see if he was four or five. Yeah. He needs a little bit of help. Trent too big to need help catching lightning bugs, bro. They ain't not that fast. I don't also, disagree. The thing where she keeps saying, well, they're fast. I'm, it's not like you're trying to catch a cheetah. Just right. move a little quicker. Yes, exactly. Or a fly. Like, I can understand, like, you know, if lightning bugs moved as fast as flies. Like, flies are kind of hard to catch. A lightning bug is not hard to mm-hmm. catch at all. Trent should have not have needed help with this activity. Yeah. This is where your local sheriff finds out the duo's secret. Everybody freeze! Ah, damn, you freeze! Oh, damn, y'all done cut Big Mom up into little pieces! And they put him on a top secret FBI mission to stake out the bank. Fake top secret, though. Do we think he ever gets a job with the FBI? Did Anthony oh, Anderson no. do enough to get a job? He shouldn't have had the job at the lumber yard he had. <laughs> it's terrible. He had three security guards and a dog and underneath a dog. Yeah. Don't disrespect Anthony Anderson. <laughs> Well, a storm is coming, and Sherry comes in to lay down with Big Mama, and they share a heart-to-heart late-night snuggle session. Yo, <laughs> Sherry too old to be to be snuggled up with Grandma. That was a little suspect. <laughs> yeah, sure. that was a little too old to be. Well, <laughs> Sherry, you too old for this. And then, Martin, you being nasty during this time, too. You're being, you're being big nasty, trying to hit, Mama. That's yeah, he's trying to hit. He's trying to hit. We also got a very – it got a – cheap chuckle for me but the very obvious we all saw a coming dick joke we all saw that one come right the oh what's the flashlight do another flashlight, flashlight in the bed and then we like the scene just ends you're like uh-huh oh, yeah good one big mama yeah is there another flashlight under there paul giamatti tells malcolm that his guard is down because of his attraction to sherry which is very obvious that obvious. he is compromised because he is trying to be romantically involved with the criminal element that they are trying to capture. The family goes to church. Big Mama gives a testimony that speaks directly to Sherry, and we get a musical number of Oh Happy Day. Back at the house, the neighborhood calls a surprise party for Big Mama. Big Mama finally confronts Sherry about what's been going on in her personal life after she finds a bunch of cash in Trent's toy chest. 
You know how heavy Trent's toy chest would have been with that amount of money there? It wasn't just Tonka toys in there. That man had about 100 racks. Mm, and that would have been a very heavy toy chest. That is correct. And he and I'm not quite sure how long he had been in prison, but that means they had been moving that toy chest around with that money in it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And nobody noticed the money was in the toy chest for years. Trent didn't notice. At no point, he's like, this seems really heavy for my clothes. Lester comes into town. Sherry comes clean and tells Big Mama what happened with Lester and the robbery. By the way, her come clean was so lame. I knew the key was missing. I should have told someone. You're telling the truth. You didn't have anything to do with the robbery. Well, of course I did. I mean, I knew that the keys were missing, and I didn't say anything to anybody because I was afraid I was going to lose my job. Is that it? That's the big mistake you made, Sherry? Big Mama, I should have said something. Yeah, right. Okay. That's the thing that's been weighing on your conscience the entire movie is this simple, oh, I didn't tell my boss something I didn't notice, like, dumbest thing to weigh on her conscience. Just so dumb. She couldn't have been like, I should have told the police I knew who was robbing the bank. I know I knew it was him. I could hear his voice. There's a million things they could have written to weigh on her conscience, but the I didn't know, I knew the key was missing is silly. Big Mama is back in town and the ruse is almost up. This scene is incredibly chaotic, but I liked it. Lester's inside the house. There's two big mamas. There's the one big mama comes from this way. The other big mama comes from this way. I liked the chaos of the last scene. It was very fitting of this movie. Yeah, chaotic. (laughs) And nobody, to your earlier point, nobody nobody could tell the difference between when they were coming and going because they are two totally different people. And, I mean, they almost got it whenever big mama says, I'm going to go change. And then Martin Lawrence's big mama comes down the stairs like, Hold on. You can't change clothes. I mean, she changed like a Beyonce level at a tour just instantly. Indeed. That's way too much a woman to change clothes. And she's too old to change clothes in 30 seconds. Yes. Now, it would take Big Mama a little bit long. It would take Big Mama at least 30 minutes because she, she took a quick little nap upstairs. Little, <laughs> little power nap for the party. So Big Mama's back in town. The ruse is almost up. Lester is inside the house. There's two Big Mamas. a lot going on. Anthony Anderson spots Lester's gun, but of course, he messes up. Not real FBI. And now the fake Big Mama swoops in to save the day. The two Big Mamas are now face-to-face. Lester and the fake Big Mama get into a fight. Lester gets whooped in this fight. Mm -hmm. Everybody learns his secret. Trent is hurt. Sherry is hurt. The community seems very unfazed by this, that they have been (laughs) duped for the last two weeks. And Sherry, I thought Sherry made some good points about him lying to her. His whole thing was you got to trust somebody, you got to believe in somebody. Mm -hmm. But at no point did he practice any of that with her, with the woman that he's trying to be involved with. He wasn't trying to be involved. We already already determined what he was trying to do. Maybe early (laughs) on, but I, I actually think at the pier, I mean, the one date that they had, I think he started to, de- to develop some real romantic feelings for Sherry. Or at least he started like Trent, and he that made Trent. him think, like, he started like Trent, which made him feel like he can't just, your term, hit it and then get out of there, because now he's developed a relationship with the son. Right, right. And that, yeah, because she came with, I mean, her child, and they were very close. And I think he also started to see that maybe she was innocent. You know, to your earlier point, they always thought she was guilty from the very beginning and never asked her. But he started to see that, you know, maybe she she is uh, innocent and she really wasn't involved in this bank robbery. This just seems like one FBI interrogation of Sherry maybe got to the bottom of this. Don't even need an interrogation. Maybe just bring her in for some regular questioning. You don't be like, hey, you're not a person of interest. Let's just sit down and talk about what happened at the bank robbery. Could have happened during the first trial where maybe the guy got arrested. But nope, we never at any point talked to Nia Long about the crime. Well, we would have never had Big Mom. 
Mama's House if that was the case. That's correct. What would the world be without Big Mama's House? Oh. Three of them. We got three <laughs> Big Mama houses. Martin goes in front of the congregation to give his side of the story. Martin didn't really have to do a lot of convincing. Hey, I know I illegally impersonated this very important person in your community, and I used that under the guidance of trying to get with her granddaughter. But you know what, man? I'm sorry. Everybody forgives them. Everybody hugs. Love wins in the end. That is the end of Big Mama's House. Yeah. Black love matters. <laughs> black love always wins. No, black love certainly wins. Mom, this movie on Rotten Tomatoes has an approval rating of 30% based on 82 reviews and an average rating of 4.4 out of 10. The site's critical consensus, quote, Big Mama's House is funny in some parts, but essentially it is a one-joke movie. Um, that's being kind. I mean, I think uh, I watched it. And I was, I, admittedly, I've seen that movie, I don't know how many, countless times. It's because of Martin Lawrence. At the time the movie came out, Martin Lawrence was on top of his game. So, yeah, we all watched it. That's why they have, what, three of them? And it's because of Martin Lawrence. They do the one joke. We talked about it earlier. It's just how many times can we make it uncomfortable for a man being a woman? What what would men do bad? This would be funny. This would be funny. This would be funny. Then we do the inverse. What would an old woman not do well? Oh, she wouldn't be able to hoop. That would be funny. It is the same joke over and over again for 90 minutes. We talk a lot on this podcast. Like, if you squint, you can see there's a good movie here. If they tried some other jokes and some different stuff, maybe. But it is 90 minutes of, did you like that joke? Here it comes again. If you like Martin Lawrence, you'll find this movie enjoyable. That's fair. Because, like, Martin's whole, like, the whole comedy show is based off his ability to play these different characters. Correct. He plays Jerome. He plays Shanae He <laughs> plays, like, he plays all of these different characters. This is just the movie version of that. Hey, go play this character. Go be funny. Go be Martin Lawrence. And it's just something that, like, it just, it, it works. I mean, I don't think this movie's great. I don't think this movie's, like, designed to be great. But if you have an appreciation for the Martin TV show, I think you'll find this movie to be a really easy rewatch. It's only 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. Martin tells some jokes. It's funny. You'll laugh. It's fine for right, that. Right, And they knew their target audience. Target audience, $174 million at the box exactly. office. This is just, Martin, go be you here. We're going to give you a lot of yeah. money to go be Go you. do Diet Miss Doubtfire without any of the, you know, lovability or charm. But we, we know we'll make money. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times. Listen to this. You know Roger Ebert hates every he movie. Hates every movie <laughs> hates every movie he does. While admitting to laughing at many of the jokes, also felt there was some tasteless moments, thinking that they could be redeemed by comedy, such as the opening toilet sequence. That's probably the one part of the movie I would cut out. I just, that humor just is not funny yeah, to me. It's, it's just such a cheap joke for laughs. Like, it's just like the lowest form of lowbrow comedy. Yeah, yeah it's just it's not just that gross. funny to me. Yeah. I would cut that one part out of the movie. There's no other part I would cut out of the movie. Like, the movie is, I kind of forgot how it just goes from, to your point, Rob, just like, all right, this joke, this joke, this joke, like, we literally go from self-defense class to mm -hmm. basketball just instantly. There's not even a bridge in the middle. It's mm -hmm. just skit after skit after skit, and we're trying to weave this plot storyline in the middle of it. Yeah, and I think, too, though, that, you know, Big Mama, that's kind of a Southern thing, and we always look at our grandmothers as those loving, affectionate people. And this one, you know, sometimes they, that tough love, which she, she gave Sherry, which was Nia Long's character, but I think that he tried to really kind of portray that image that we have of our Big Mamas in a, in a funny way, in a lighthearted way. All right, so this is where we do our awards, Mom, where we go when a hero comes along. So give me a person, thing, or scene in the movie that you would deem to be a hero? Uh, I'd say the basketball scene where she kind of redeemed Trent there. 
I'm actually going to say Paul Giamatti. I think he plays a funny, hates being in the field type of FBI agent. I think he's the perfect foil to Martin because Martin likes being right in it in the disguises and solving these crimes. Like, we get that, like, I want to be the guy who's always the guy bringing him down. And Paul Giamatti, we get one point where he's like, you know, having a wife and kids makes you better in the field. We get, like, little, little sprinklings of actual character development. But Paul Giamatti is my highlight of the movie. You know what? I'm actually going to highlight the side characters. I thought this movie mm. did a really good job of outside of outside of Paul Giamatti, Martin, and Trent. I thought Anthony Anderson's character was really funny. Mm. I think they got the boyfriend, and he's like his scene where he shows up and he's uh, trying to touch all on Big Mama. I mm-hmm. thought he was funny. Mm-hmm. I thought they got the old women funny. Like, yeah. I thought this movie did a really good job of, sure, there's three or four main characters. There's about 15 funny people in this, yeah. where you got the old ladies that are, I've got my eye on you, Hattie Mae. Yes. I, I, I thought they were funny. I'm going to give them my heroes of the movie. All right, this is where we go doing too much. Give me your person, thing, or scene in this movie that you thought was doing too much. Mine is just going to be the toilet scene. I just, it just. It, it, you beat me to it. The toilet scene was, te- yeah, just awful. Doing too much. Yeah, the toilet scene was doing too much. Is there anything else we can suggest for doing too much since we're all on the same page that the toilet scene was okay. doing too much? The, the childbirth with the Crisco and the turkey basters and all of that. That was just, it was funny, but that was definitely doing too that, much. That's also, I was going to say, the midwife scene or the scene where he like he falls out the window as Big Mama. I'm like it just it it seemed lazy to work Martin as Martin into the movie. It, this actually seemed like a worse version of Mr. Doubtfire. Same core concept. I mean, not the exact core because of the crime and stuff, but same concept, but just done worse. I am going to nominate the boyfriend in the bed with the neighbor. As the doing too much. Because I actually liked Ben's character. I thought he was funny. And then the payoff was that he was just going, he was willing to sleep with anybody. He just didn't care. He just wanted wanted some old, some old woman in his life. We built Ben up to then do that. And that was it. So I'll just give that my doing too much. Yeah, great point. uh, That thing. All right, mom. This movie is a 5.2 on IMDb. Is that too much, too little, or just right for Big Mama's house? A 5.2. Out of 10, I'd say that's. Probably just right. I had this as a little too high. I think it's more of the 4-9 category. I think 5-2, you can kind of see redeeming features in the movie. And there are moments where you're like, oh, it's kind of nice. But I don't think there's enough of those. In 90 minutes, it's like a two-hour movie. Maybe we get more of those sweet moments. So I think it's a little too much. I also think you got to be more than a 5.2, 5.3 to earn a second and third movie. So you got to be under a 5. We've done a bunch of movies where you're like, oh, like they, I wonder why they didn't do a sequel. This movie falls into that category. Why didn't they do? A, why did they do a sequel? It should be a four or nine. It should have been the studio said we tried it, it missed. Martin, you're done with this character. Let's try something else. That that was too high. Five point two. It's just hard, man. When your budget's thirty million and you make, make one hundred seventy four, yep. we gotta make another one. I mean, the budget. I looked it up. The budget for the second one is forty million dollars, and they made one hundred and forty million dollars. I mean, they made almost three hundred million dollars in profit off of Big Mama's house. Like that's why they kept. That's why they kept making these movies. Uh, I'm going to go with Just Right. I think this movie's easily watchable. 90 minutes, Mm -hmm. it's basically just a series of sketches. That's all it is. It is a series of sketches. The cook scene is a sketch. The defense scene is a sketch. The basketball is a sketch. Once you look at it like that and then you just kind of rate them off of that, I think the movie holds out. 5.2 I think is fair. 4.9, 4.9, I think it's a little too harsh. I think it's in the five range. You can't go higher than a 5.4 no. to me for no. this movie. That's no. the this window. Movie, yeah, this movie is a this movie is a 
a 5.2. I think that's a fair score for Big Mama's House. Well, happy Mother's Day, Mom. Well, thank you. Thanks thank a you lot. for having me. Thanks a lot for coming in. We'll do this next year for Big Mama's House, too. Oh. That's what, do, we, do we have to? Yes. That, are, we, are we locking that stone? <laughs> yes. That one has uh, Kat Dennings in it. Well, what? That, that'll be our oh, man, well, what, That will make it so much better, finally. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Mom. All right, thanks.